0: Welcome to the preaching podcast of Life Point Church. We're so glad you've joined us here. If you're ever in the Baton Rouge area, please stop by. We'd love to meet you. For more information on our church or Pastor Donovan, please visit our website at golifepoint.com Seven years that seventh year in the Hebrew I referred to that sabbatical or uh, sabbatical year is is the Shemitah. the Shemitah. The Jews had those sabbatic years, those sabbatical years. And and, and those uh, years, they had years divided into weeks of years. And and it's so important when it comes to prophecy. Uh, For your people and your holy city. So 70 weeks are determined for your people and your holy city. So this is focusing on the Jews and Jerusalem. This is not focusing on the church. They're significant. The church is not Israel. Some people mistakenly try to equate in Bible prophecy the church with Israel. It's, it's not the case. Talbot calls the 70 weeks God's calendar for Israel. The 70 weeks are, are telling us where we are in God's prophetic calendar, and it's dealing with Israel. And it, it, there's no focus here on the Gentiles or the church. Notice this. To finish the transgressions, and again, why are we in this book? Because we're studying the book of Daniel. Why are we in this verse? Because we're going through it verse by verse. You've got to go where the text takes you. This is not John 3.16. This is not Acts 2.38. This is Daniel 9. And where are we? 26, 20, yeah. So So listen to this. To finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Notice, to finish the transgression. This says the transgression itself will be finished. I mean, to take this at face value, if words mean anything, this means establishing an entirely new order on earth with an end to man's rebellion against Almighty God. To finish the transgression, the transgression. One writer says this, The culmination of appointed years will witness the conclusion of man's transgression or rebellion against God. A development most naturally entered into with the establishment of an entirely new order on earth. This seems to require nothing less than the inauguration of the kingdom of God on earth. No transgression. To make an end of sins. This is not just speaking of the guilt of sin, but to make an end of sin itself. it, It means to seal up, to restrain. So this, again, is looking like a new heaven, a new earth, a redeemed world to make reconciliation for iniquity. The iniquity of man was reconciled to God's judgment and holiness where? On the cross. We understand that. To bring in everlasting righteousness. This idea of everlasting righteousness. One might take this as an individual type thing. There have always been those who have been right living. But again, at face value, this is a new order. This is totally different. And it's brought in by the Messiah. To seal up vision and prophecy. This speaks of... The ending and the fulfillment of prophecy. This is the conclusion. This is that uh, dunamah. What did I say that word was? <laughs> whatever that word was. Uh, duname. Du- whatever it was. You know what I'm saying. It's the beginning of the end. It's the ending. This is the conclusion. It's all coming together here. And it's, it's, it's the fulfillment of prophecy. The final stage of human history culminating with the reign of Jesus Christ. It has to include... His ascension, His enthronement, the the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God and of His Christ. And then to anoint the most holy. Jesus is the Christ already anointed. This is speaking of a place. The most holy place would be that of the temple where Jesus Christ will set up shop and take over and the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our God and of His Christ. So so Gabriel begins to talk to Daniel about these 70 weeks, and it's amazing. Excuse me. Looking back in history, we could only say, are you with me, by the way? The the temptation for people is, is to say that this has already happened, this has already been fulfilled. None of this is in the future. The only way you can say that these things have already been fulfilled, is to ignore the very plain, literal meaning and spiritualize everything. And and there are some that, that are like that. They believe that. that they believe these promises were, were fulfilled generally through the gospel and over the years. But it, again, there are simple meanings to these words. And this is speaking of stuff that is to come. Look at this next part. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command excuse me, to restore and, re- and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince. There shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall even in troublesome times. This is amazing. From the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem. Again, there is a starting point. We have this, the command to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. That's the starting point for 70 weeks. That is the starting point for this idea of 70 weeks. 70 weeks of 7 years. And there's this command to, to, to restore and rebuild. There's only 4 possibilities. Number 1, Cyrus made a decree giving Ezra and the Babylonian captives the right to return to Jerusalem and to rebuild the temple. This is found in your Bible, Ezra 1, 1 through 1-4, and Ezra 5, 13-17. This was in 538 BCE. Number 2. Darius made a decree giving Ezra the right to rebuild the temple in 517 BCE. This is found in Ezra 6, 6 through 12. Number three, Artaxerxes made a decree giving Ezra permission, safe passage, and money and supplies to go to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple. This was in 458 BCE. This is found in Ezra 7, 11 through 26 And number four, the fourth possibility is Artaxerxes made a decree giving Nehemiah permission, safe passage, money and supplies to return to Jerusalem and rebuild the city and the walls in 445 BCE. This is found in Nehemiah 2, 1 through 8. And it is only the last of of these, number four, where a command to restore and build Jerusalem was given. The first three are all focused on the temple and they don't include the street or the wall. And so it says until Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. Excuse me while I look at these notes because these numbers get confusing and I want to get it right. Gabriel's message to Daniel was simple and striking. There will be 483 years. 69 units of seven years would pass from the time of the command recorded in Nehemiah 2, 1 through 8, until the appearance of Messiah the Prince. I'm going to tell you something. This is written way before Jesus ever came to the earth. And so there's something in these weeks that is telling us when Jesus would be on the face of the earth, Messiah the Prince. We've got stuff, again, in this prophecy that is multi-dimensional, it's it's across different spans of time. Let's look at this one. Some say that the 483 years were completed when Jesus was born. That was 4 or 5 BCE. I know that's weird to say that he was born before he was born BC, you know what I mean? But the scholars with the Julian calendar and whatnot say that Jesus was born somewhere around 5 or 4 BCE. And there's not a lot of chronological support for that. Some say that the 483 years were completed at his baptism. So some say it was at his birth. Some say it was at his baptism. And uh, at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, probably 26 A.D., if he was born, for, or, or, or 5 B.C. So this is, this is possible if you go with the earlier decree of Artaxerxes. You can go back and listen to this. I'm telling you, it's amazing. And... I don't think that's the one. Some say the 483 years were completed at the triumphal entry of Jesus, probably around 32. And there's a significant book that you can get your hands on called The Coming Prince. It was out of print back in print. Robert Anderson wrote it uh, in England years ago. It's amazing. Anderson was using a 360-day year, which Israel used in Daniel's day, calculated 173,880 days from the decree of Nehemiah until the time that Jesus came into Jerusalem riding on the back of that animal in the triumphal entry. And those 173,880 days fulfilled the the day of the decree. We have the day until the day that Jesus came into Jerusalem Declaring himself to be the Messiah, which was a rare thing for him, to the very day. It's that amount of time exactly to the day. In other words, Jesus, you know the story. Jesus would always say, when somebody say, you're the Messiah, he'd say, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody I'm the Messiah. He never got up and said, you know, I am the Christ, the Son of the living God. He said, who do you think I am? He was not saying that. That was not something that he went around declaring. And he had to be careful who, who declared it and to whom they declared it because he had a timetable. He didn't want them, the, the religious Jews to get mad until this one particular pl- you know, point when it was time for him to die. So he was always kind of concealing that fact. But at the triumphal entry, he fulfilled a prophecy out of Zechariah that he would come riding on the foal of a donkey into the city and it was, it was a messianic prophecy, and Jesus fulfilled it to the T. In other words, he planned it. He knew exactly what he was doing. It. And I'm here to say, I bet you he knew when he was doing it. In other words, there was a day prophesied in Daniel 9 that there's 62 weeks. There's this period of time, and at the end of these days, Messiah the Prince will come in. And that is the very day that Jesus came riding into Jerusalem on the back of that donkey. And he is Messiah, the prince. Now this is not prince as in the next in line. This is Machiavellian. This is the idea of a strong and mighty ruler. This is uh, the the powerful one. The Messiah is the prince, the king of kings. The Shar Shalom, the the prince of peace. And so here he comes. This is the only occasion in the Lord's ministry where he presented himself as Zion's king coming in to Jerusalem. You know what the children were doing? The children were praising him. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And the the religious Jews said, do you know what they're saying? That's only reserved for Messiah. And Jesus said, if they hold their pieces, the rocks are going to cry out. Because why? I am the Messiah. It's the only time he was just straight up. That this is all for me. Let them worship me, man. Let it happen. Pour it on. I am the Messiah. I am coming into this holy city as your Messiah Prince, and I'm doing it. One hundred seventy three thousand eight hundred eighty days from the time that Artaxerxes made the decree. Go fix the wall, rebuild the streets, and begin. The process of getting that temple in order to the day and you think God doesn't know where you are and you think God can't handle your situation and you think that God's timing is off and wrong and he can't handle your situation well the bills do Lord and I don't have the money Lord I don't know when this is going to take place God has it just put it in his hands he's already seen the end from the few from, from the beginning and he can handle your situation Give him some praise right now. It's powerful. To the very day, the street shall be built again. The wall, even in troublesome time. This is the idea that the rebuilding of the streets and walls of Jerusalem would happen in the first seven weeks mentioned, and then they would be followed by another 62 weeks of years when the Messiah Prince would come. So you got these 70 weeks divided into three parts. If you're confused, go back and listen to it. Seven weeks, 49 years until the city and its walls are rebuilt. 69 weeks, because that's 7 plus 62, 483 years from the decree until Messiah, the prince, appears. And then there's this final 70th week to complete the prophecy. Daniel's 70th week. It's like one of the big enigmas in the Bible. What does it mean? because it seems to have been a pause when Messiah Prince was cut off and it says he would be cut off. We'll look at that in a moment. Uh, There's this pause and it's been paused for 2,000 years. There's still one of those weeks has not yet been fulfilled. Daniel's 70th week. It's a seven-year period of time known as the tribulation. In the last three and a half years of it, which we'll see in a moment, are called the Great Tribulation. The first three and a half years, not so bad. The last three and a half years, terrible. The Great Tribulation. So that's what we're talking about when we're looking at this 70th week of Daniel. we got to go where the text takes us, takes us into some deep waters. Verse 26, After the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself, and the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it, Shall be with a flood until the end of the war, desolations are determined. Notice this. Let me read it again. After the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off. What do you think that means? When was Messiah cut off? At the cross, right? At Calvary. This is saying, at a precise moment in time, foreseen hundreds of years in advance. Messiah would die. He would be cut off. It's an Old Testament way of saying executed. But notice, not for himself. Not for himself. In other words, for for people. For people. For God so loved the world. So notice this. After the 62 weeks, Messiah is cut off. It's execution. There's scriptures that back that up. It's a description of, of his earthly life. Alexander Heslop wrote, Born in another man's stable, cradled in another man's manger, with nowhere to lay his head during his life on earth, and buried in another man's tomb after dying on a cursed cross, the Christ of God and the friend of the friendless was indeed cut off and had nothing. It said that he was cut off from the land of the living. It's a picture of the cross. And then it says, shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. After the Messiah was cut off, Jerusalem and that temple would be destroyed. It would be overwhelmed by an army with a flood. That's the idea here. That's 70 A.D. So he's cut off. The temple is going to be destroyed. That was Titus, the Roman general that destroyed Jerusalem. Remember when Jesus looked out and said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets, how often I would have gathered you as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. Your house, you can have it. He had walked in before and said, it's my house. My house shall be called a house of prayer. You've made it a den of thieves. Now he says, you go ahead and have it. You've rejected me. You go ahead. I'm about to be cut off. You go ahead and have it. And then in 70 A.D., just 30 years later, right at it, that that temple was destroyed. And not one stone was left on another, which he had said. Hey, you see that temple? Not one stone will be left on another. And the people are like, you kidding me. That thing, it's been here forever. There's no way. Well, little did they know, in just a few years, it would be burned. And the gold would melt into the stone. And the soldiers, who part of their pay was to to get the the loot, they had to dismantle it stone from stone to chisel out their portion of of the bounty, of, of the loot. And so it was dismantled, just like Jesus had said. Jesus knew all of this. So he would be cut off at a particular time. That's why he said, Hey guys, I've got to go to Jerusalem now and suffer and die. And they're like, No, you don't. Yes, I do. Because there's a clock ticking. I've got this 63 weeks on my mind. I've got to go at a particular time. You know, God created time, right? So he's, he understands it. And so he's like, Now is the time for this purpose that I was I born. He's like, I've got to go to the cross. So the idea is, off, he's cut off, and the the city and the sanctuary would be destroyed, and the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy it, who destroyed it, did I just tell you, it was Titus, a Roman general, a Roman general, so the destroying army is made up of the people of the prince who is to come, so now we have another prince, a prince who is to come. This is not the Christ. This is now the Antichrist who will rise from a restored Roman empire. Remember the iron legs and the feet and the toes of iron and clay. Are you with me? Stand with me. Verse 27, then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week, but in the middle of the week he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate even until the consummation which is determined is poured out on the desolate. Now we're into the realm of speaking of the Antichrist. He shall confirm a covenant. This will begin the 70th week of, of Daniel, this prince that is to come. He will be an heir to that Roman empire. He will be the one who sets up a final world government. It's all a counterfeit trying to do what the Christ will actually do. We just read about it. Trying to set up a global governance system. And he's going to make this covenant it's going to start at 70th week I want to tell you something God is in control you slice the scripture you can dice the scripture you can try to make it say stuff that it doesn't say but if you just take it and just flow with it and go to those languages and listen to it it's singing a song and that song is saying Jesus is coming soon everything that I said was true I have blood that I shed for you. I'm going to make an end of unrighteousness. I'm going to bring about a a finishing touch to this. And if you're on my side, you'll reign with me forever and ever. I'll give you rewards. I'll bless you beyond your wildest dreams. I'll undo everything the devil did. And you can be a part of that. It's singing that song the song of redemption. The song of redemption. Can you close your eyes and lift your hands to Him right now? Thank you, sweet Jesus. I bless your name, Lord. I bless your name. Help us to see that you're in control. You know right where we are. These wonderful people of God, they're not out of control. Sometimes it seems like we're out of control, but, Lord, you're in control. You're fully aware of what's going on. You know the times. Father, let us plug in. Let us be alive in these last days, Father. Alive in faith, alive in the spirit, prayer warriors, partners with you, God. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you were blessed. For more information on our church, Pastor Donovan, or service times, please visit our website at golifepoint.com.